0: encourage you please to connect with us and not slip away and uh, stop by the welcome boots at the back and we'd love to get to know you. That would be absolutely awesome. I'm going to read today from 2nd Chronicles chapter 20 starting from verse 1 and uh, we're going to read all the the way to verse uh, verse 30 and uh, if you don't have a Bible it's going to come up on the screen and uh, and then we're going to pray and ask God to, to speak to us. After this the armies of the Moabites, the Ammonites, some of the Munites declared war on Jehoshaphat. Messengers came and told Jehoshaphat, "A vast army from Edom is marching against you from beyond the Dead Sea. They are already at Hazazon-Tamar." This was another name for Engedi. Verse 3: Jehoshaphat was terrified by this news and begged the Lord for guidance. He also ordered everyone in Judah to begin fasting. So some people came from the towns of Judah to Jerusalem to seek the Lord's help. Jehoshaphat stood before the community of Judah in Jerusalem in front of the new courtyard of the temple of the Lord. He prayed, O Lord God of our ancestors, you alone are the God who is in heaven. You are the ruler of all the kingdoms of the earth. You are powerful and mighty. No one can stand against you. O our God, did you not drive out those who lived in this land when your people Israel arrived? And did you not give this land forever to the descendants of your friend Abraham? Your people settled here and built this temple to honor your name. They said whenever we are faced with calamities such as war, plague, or famine, we can come to stand in your presence before the temple where your name is honored. We can cry out to you and save us and you will hear us and rescue us. And now see what the armies of Ammon, Moab, and Mount Seir are doing. You would not let our ancestors invade those nations when Israel left Egypt. So they went around them and did not destroy them. Now see how they reward us for they have come to throw us out of our land, out of your land which you gave us. As an inheritance. Oh, our God, wouldn't you stop them? We are powerless against this mighty army that is about to attack us. We do not know what to do, but we are looking to you for help. All the men of Judah stood before the Lord with their little ones, their wives, their children. The spirit of the Lord came upon the men standing there. His name, uh, one of the men standing there, his name was Jehaziel, son of Zechariah, son of Benaiah, son of Jael, son son of Mataniah, a Levite who was a descendant of Asaph. He said, Listen, all you people of Judah and Jerusalem, listen, King Jehoshaphat, this is what the Lord says. Do not be afraid. Don't be discouraged by this mighty army, for the battle is not yours, but God's. Tomorrow, march out against them. You will find them coming up through the ascent of Ziz at the end of the valley that opens into the wilderness of Jeruel, but you will not even need to fight. Take your positions. Everybody say, Take your positions. Take your positions. Then stand still and watch the Lord's victory. Everybody say, take your positions. Say, stand still. Okay, say that one more time. Say, take your positions. Stand still. And what will happen if you do that? You will watch the Lord's victory. He is with you, O people of Judah and Jerusalem. Do not be afraid or discouraged. Go out against them tomorrow, for the Lord is with you. Then the king Jehoshaphat bowed low with his face to the ground. And all the people of Judah and Jerusalem did the same, worshiping the Lord. Then the Levites from the clans of Kohath and Korah stood to praise the Lord God of Israel with a loud shout. Early next morning, the army of Judah went out in the wilderness to Koha on the way to Jeho, on the way Jehoshaphat stopped and said, listen to me all you people of Judah and Jerusalem, believe in the Lord your God and you will be able to stand firm. Believe in his prophets and you will succeed. After consulting the people, the king appointed singers to walk ahead of the army Singing the Lord, singing to the Lord, praising Him for His holy splendor. This is what they sang: Give thanks to the Lord, His faithful love endures forever. At the very moment they began to sing and give praise, the Lord caused the armies of Ammon and Moab and Mount Seir to start fighting among themselves. The armies of Moab and Ammon turned against their allies from Mount Seir and killed. Every one of them. And they had destroyed the army of Seir and they began attacking each other. So when the army of Judah arrived at the lookout point in the wilderness, all they saw were dead bodies lying on the ground as far as they could see. Not a single one of the enemy had escaped. King Jehoshaphat and his men went out to gather the plunder. They found vast amounts of equipment, clothing and other valuables, more than they could carry. And there was so much plunder that it took them three days just to collect it all. On the fourth day they gathered in the Valley of Blessing, which God is named that day because the people praised and thanked the Lord there. It is still called the Valley of Blessing today. Then all the men returned to Jerusalem, with Jehoshaphat leading them, overjoyed that the Lord had given them victory over their enemies. They marched into Jerusalem with the music of harps and lyres and trumpets, and they proceeded to the temple of the Lord. And when all the surrounding kingdoms heard that the Lord himself had fought against the enemies of Israel, The fear of God came over them. So Jehoshaphat's reign was at peace for his God had given him rest on every side. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for the power of your word. We thank you in advance for what you're about to do. We thank you that every enemy that is in our way is not too big for our God. Our God is so big, so strong and so mighty. There is nothing our God cannot do. I thank you that it is your will and your pleasure to also give us rest on every side. In Jesus' name, amen. I love this story, uh, and uh, it's uh, a story that has lots of twists and turns and ebbs and flows. And uh, it starts one way, it goes another way, and then it comes another way again. And uh, the story says that uh, Jehoshaphat was attacked not by one nation, not by two nations, but by three nations. Three nations joined forces to come and attack. How many of you know that not all attacks that come against your life are the same size? There are times that you wake up in the morning and, and uh, there's, you know there's an attack and a bit of a prayer and a bit of a praise will, will shake it out. But sometimes the size of the fight is so big that you feel paralyzed because you don't know what to do. And every time you see... Uh, nations getting together to fight the people of Israel it's a sign that sometimes demonic networks can work together to fight you and there are, there's cooperation within the demonic kingdom sometimes it won't be just one nation it will be multiple nations and obviously for us as believers who are followers of Jesus Christ our fight is not against flesh and blood so it's not you know Germany, France and Spain coming to fight you but what is true is that there are demonic networks sometimes that will join forces with each other to come and fight us. But whatever the size of the fight is, the size of our God is bigger. And today I want to talk to you from the, from the topic, what does hold your position mean? What does it mean to hold your position? Because God said to these guys, hold your position, stand still, and if you do that, you will see God's victory. Hold your position, stand still. When the size of the fight is this big, how do you know you are going through a fight that is bigger than just a demonic attack? How how do you know? One of my mentors calls it a demonic conspiracy. He says sometimes networks of demons will work together to fight you, to fight the destiny that God's got on your life. Here are a few symptoms to know whether this is the size of the fight you're in. Number one, you'll feel in your emotions and in your mind you're absolutely clueless. Anybody ever felt that? There's certain attacks and you go, I just don't know what to do. Like, I can't think. It's just, I just, I'm clueless. Jehoshaphat's praying and saying, God, I don't know what to do. I just, I just don't know what to do. And if you go through something in your life and you feel like, I don't know, why is it that my mind is just fuzzy? I, I just don't know what to do. Chances are, there is a fight on for your future. Secondly, you just feel paralyzed. So you know that sometimes when there is a fight, and you, you know that you, you've got it in you to fight back. But sometimes when there's a fight, you'd rather bury your head in the sand and hope it goes away. Anybody know what I'm talking about? You're just paralyzed. You just hope uh, it goes away. Or here's one thing that followers of Jesus do. We get busy. We just get busy. So once we get busy, we just can pretend that the fight is not there. And some of you, you are fighting for, for against some of the instructions that God has given you. Because you see, there is more breakthrough that can happen through your obedience to God than through your busyness for God. And so sometimes we just get ourselves busy and we think if we just keep ourselves busy, uh, we can just forget the last instruction God gave us. And sometimes that is another way paralysis can play out because you're not moving forward. You just can't do Obviously. Uh, one of the symptoms is fear you're just fearful increasingly afraid you see here's here's what it looks like when an enemy is approaching you because when we read the story this was the report given to jehoshaphat they're saying hey three armies have joined forces and they are advancing against you and when they're advancing against you every hour it means they're closer than the previous hour does that make sense every hour they're inching closer and closer and closer and some of you know what it means to go through such an attack because you will see in your heart that the fear levels are not going down the fear levels are not plateauing the fear levels are actually going up you have more anxiety now than you did before about the same thing that you prayed about when those things happen in your mind and in your emotions you must pay attention because it's a sign that there is a war for your soul and a war for your destiny of course today i've not come to make you afraid of the war because the battle belongs to the lord and before we finish our time today we will know that there is victory that is available for you so increased pressure is a symptom that sometimes demonic conspiracies are working for your future and here's the last thing sometimes you just lose appetite and the bible says these guys proclaimed a fast and prayed it's interesting to me that if you read scripture, the Bible, from Genesis to Revelation, there are more accounts of fasting and prayer, not as a discipline, but as a reaction to fear. More times in the scripture where people have really fasted and prayed, it's not because they thought, you know what, Tuesday, I'm gonna, it'd be a good day, that, that'd be a good day for me to fast. It's not that there's anything wrong with that. But more often than not, if you study the Bible, fasting was a response to absolute paralysis, just brokenness, and thinking, God, we don't know what to do. And I've remembered times in my life when I'm not really deciding to fast. I've just lost appetite, so I end up fasting because I'm saying, God, without you, I cannot do anything. So Jehoshaphat the king prays, and when he prays, uh, there is a, a a man there who starts giving a prophetic word, and he comes out with nine instructions and four promises. Let me read the instructions to you. Number one, don't be afraid. Number two don't be dismayed at this great army. God said, don't be dismayed at this great army. Let me take a moment to talk to some people who mistake faith for positive confession. Because especially in circles where you believe the power of God, there are some people who would jump to conclusion and say, don't call that a great army because you're empowering it. God called it a great army see, say, oh, don't mention, the COVID, don't mention the word COVID-19, you might get it. No, listen, you, you, it's okay to mention fact. If it's a great army, call it a great army. If it's a bad infection, call it a bad infection. If it's a viral attack, call it a viral attack. Just by trying to pretend that you're going to change the name of what it sounds like is in faith. That's just you hoping that something will happen through magic of your words. That's not what faith looks like. The Bible says Abraham, a very old man, he didn't have children. The Bible says he considered the fact that his body was as good as dead. So faith is not the the rejection of fact. Faith is not the rejection of science. Faith is not the rejection of research. That's not faith. That's just hope that somehow that will magically work something. Do not be dismayed. At this mighty army. Do not be discouraged by this mighty army. Who called it a mighty army? God called it a mighty army. That was the prophetic word. So God is not afraid of facing fact. And for some of you, that's just the word of God for you this morning. Because you can have the courage to face facts. And just by minimizing the facts, it's not going to go away. We heard a testimony earlier of Mark saying seven years ago, he found himself in a place where he was in debt for 98,000 pounds. No fault of his own. And you can't minimize that just by saying, look, I'm going to close my eyes and pretend it's 500. It's not going to go away. It's okay to face fact and say that that's the size of the army. He had the prophetic word came through, and the prophetic word had nine instructions and four promises. Here are the nine instructions. Number one, don't be afraid. Number two, don't be discouraged or dismayed at this great army. Number three, tomorrow go against them. Number four, you will not fight in this battle. Number five, stand firm. Number six, hold your position. Number seven is a repeat of number one. Don't be afraid. Number eight, don't be dismayed, which is a repeat again. Tomorrow, go out against them. He gives the nation four promises. Promise number one, the battle is not yours, but God's. Promise number two, I'm going to give you knowledge in advance on the route that they're going to take. This way, they're going to come. They're going to take that road. And when you turn up at this town, you will find them. In other words, God is saying, I know the enemy's next steps even before the enemy knows his next steps. And that's why we're not a church that's afraid of the enemy. Because there is a God who knows your tomorrow, and there's a God who knows your next steps, and there's a God who knows your next month before even you know what your next month is. Number three, see the salvation of the Lord. Number four, the Lord will be with you. Four promises. The battle is not yours. I know which way the enemy is going to take see the salvation of the Lord, the Lord will be with you. After these instructions are given to say, take your positions, stand still. Take your positions, stand still. We hear, we read really interesting conversations that happen. The Bible says that Jehoshaphat called for a meeting and called his advisors and took counsel. What was the instruction? The instruction was, take your position, stand still. Take your position, stand still. But instead of taking their position and standing still, this is what Jehoshaphat did. He calls for a meeting and says, what do you think we should do? Look at verse 17. You would not need to fight. Take your position. Stand still. After this, look what scripture says. He he called for a meeting and says, guys, what do you think we should do? Now, if I was at that meeting, I would be the first person to put my hand up and say, it was pretty clear. Take your position, stand still. That's what we're supposed to do. Take your position, stand still. Don't fight. God's gonna do it. But the Bible says that Jehoshaphat called together a meeting, and in this meeting, some discussions happened, and they tried to interpret what take but what take your position, stand still actually means. So to me, take your position, stand still means this. Take your position. Stand still. You will see the victory of the Lord. But look what the Bible says. If we can go to the next slide, verse 18. The King Jehoshaphat bowed his face to the ground. All the people of Judah Jerusalem did the same, worshipping the Lord. Then the Levites from the clans of Korah stood to praise the Lord the God of Israel with a very loud shout. Early next morning, the wilderness of Judah, they went in the wilderness to Koah. The way Jehoshaphat stopped and said, Listen, all people of Jerusalem, Judah, believe in the Lord, you will be able to stand firm, believe in His prophets, and you will succeed. After consulting the people, here's the meeting. Here's the team meeting. He calls his team and says, Hey, we've received some instructions. What do you think we should do? Again, if I was me, I said, Hey, King, this is what we should do. Just, let's just do this. Take your position. Stand still. And watch The victory of the Lord. But this is the decision they made. The king appointed singers to walk ahead of the army. Singing to the Lord. Praising him for his holy splendor. This is what they sang. Give thanks to the Lord. His faithful love endures forever. All the religious people in the room would have said. That's disobedience. That's not what God said. God said take your position. Stand firm. Do nothing. And you will see God's victory. But after the discussion, they interpreted what taking your position, standing still, and watching what God's victory looks like. Do you know what taking your position looks like? Taking your position for a believer of Jesus Christ looks like praise. Taking your position and standing still for a believer of Jesus Christ looks like worship. That's why you ought to come to church on a Sunday. You're not doing anybody a favor. You're doing yourself a favor. This is how we fight our battles. When we take position, when we stand still, it means your mouth cannot be closed. It means it's got to be open. When you stand still, God said he'd fight. I'm just waiting for God to do his thing. No, you'll be waiting a long time. By taking your position and standing still, how do we take position? How do we stand still? How do we watch the victory of the Lord? They consulted the people. The king appointed singers to walk ahead of the army, singing to the Lord, praising him for his holy splendor. This is what they sang. Give thanks to the Lord. His faithful love endures forever. At the very moment they sang and gave praise, God caused the armies to to fight against themselves. I want to encourage you, if you are going through a battle where you are facing something that's leaving you paralyzed, that's leaving you clueless, that's leaving you just ostracized, that's leaving you absolutely fearful, and the pressure is growing again and again and again, I want to encourage you, take your position, stand still, you will see God's victory. And if you say, what does that look like? That looks like praise. That's why when we and and earlier on Reshmi gave us an encouragement to bring our tithes and praise and in praise and an offering to God. Bring God an offering and worship Him. Why? Because when we bring it, we are saying, God, I believe you've already done it. I believe you've already accomplished it. I believe you're already fighting my battles. And that's why victorious people are not participators. Victorious people are not uh, spectators, sorry. Victorious people are participators. And I wonder what it is that you are doing today in response to the battle. How are you going to interpret it? If you have a religious spirit, you would say, well, we can't change the word of God. The word of God said, stand still, take your position, and you will see the salvation of the Lord. So I'm just going to take my position, stand still and see the salvation of the Lord. The problem with doing that is you've been standing that way for a long time and nothing is happening. Yet there are people who are saying, it doesn't matter if I'm in debt for 98,000 pounds. I'm going to praise him anyway. I'm going to trust him anyway. I'm going to test see if this is true anyway. They're taking their position in a different way. They're taking their position in a different way. They're standing still in a different way. They are seeing the victory of God in a little different way. And Jehoshaphat reminds the people and says, Believe in the Lord, you'll succeed. Believe in the prophets, and you will succeed. So, what was the prophecy? The prophecy would stand still, take your position, and you will see God's victory. And lots of you are wondering why it's not working because you're dipping your toe in and out of obedience and hoping for God to do what he needs to do. But faith is activated by obedience. Faith is activated by movement. Faith is activated by responding. Let me share share about how if you don't know Jesus Christ, you can make a decision to follow Jesus Christ. The Bible says that God so loved the world that He gave His only Son. Whoever believes in Him shall not perish but have everlasting life. Even though that offer of salvation is open to you, if you just stand still and do nothing about it, salvation cannot become you your gift in reality. Even though God is giving it to you, you've got to stretch out your hand and receive it. How do you receive it? The Bible says you have to believe in your heart that Jesus died and confess with your mouth that he rose from the dead and then you will be saved. Why? Because the kingdom of God is voice activated. It's response activated. It's faith activated. I wonder how you are going to take position today. I wonder how you're going to stand still today. I wonder whether your eyes are going to see the victory and the salvation of the Lord well that will depend on your response to the word of God today because you can respond your word of, but with the word of God by folding your hands and saying that was a great word I'm going to go back and listen to that by podcast or you can choose to obey the word of God and say I am going to make this my practice next time I'm feeling fearful I'm going to open my mouth and praise next time I'm clueless and paralyzed I'm not going to fight the battle alone I'm going to make sure there's a council around me there are certain battles that you can't fight on your own. I've found that increasingly as I walk in God, I am I am dependent more and more on the prayers of others. I remember starting as a Christian, starting in the ministry many, many years ago, and it was easier than it is now. But the more I follow God, the more I trust God, the more I realize I need so many people to cover me in prayer. A bunch, uh, a bulk of my time during the week is just spend calling people on conference scholars to say, pray for me, minister with me, talk to me. What do I need to do. And when this consultation was called for, even after receiving the prophetic word, and that's why even though you've got a prophetic word, you must bring it before consultation to say, how do we interpret this? How do we interpret this prophetic word that we've just got? And that word was, stand still, take your position, you will see the Lord. And when they consulted, they said, this is what standing still looks like. They said, let's get all the singers together before we send the, before we send the army, the people who have the spears and the swords and the knives, we will send another team in front and they will be singers and they will praise Him what? Praise Him for His holy splendor. Praise Him for His holy splendor. Not praise Him because He is about to get us out of trouble but praise Him for who really is. He is holy and you ought to praise Him whether you feel like it or not. Oh, but I can't focus on holy splendor right now. I've got bills to pay. I've got children that are driving me crazy. My spouse needs help. My boss really needs help really should be replaced by somebody else that's much nicer. Do you know that God is still provider when you are broke? So He's worthy of your worship. God is still healer when you are sick. So He's worthy of your worship. God is still holy when you are in trouble. So you ought to praise Him for His holy splendor. That's what a Christian should do when they take their position in battle. So no matter what your battle is today, today is a good day to take your position. Today is a good day to stand still and see the Salvation of the Lord. Because when you take your position. Something about God's activity. Starts to manifest. In the camp of the enemy. I have made the mistake of folding my hands. And waiting around and hoping. Saying I'll tithe when it's convenient. I'll praise when I feel like it. I'll worship when my favorite. TV program is not on on a Sunday. I'll go to church and I'll I'll, I'll serve once I know with clarity what I need to do. I'll study the word of God. But right now, I'm just tired. God is not telling you to do this so you can earn brownie points and please him. He's already pleased with you. The cross of Jesus Christ made it possible for every man, woman, boy and girl to be forgiven of all sin. You can be forgiven from your sin, but not walk in victory over the fight that is for your future. This is not for you to feel uh, not uh, feel uh, unashamed or guilt-free. The, the, the shame and the guilt has already been taken away by the cross of Jesus Christ. You don't have to walk in guilt and shame anymore. What I'm talking about is victorious over the fight for your future. Victorious over the fight for the battles that come your way. And if you have to walk in victory over those things, you've got to take your position. You've got to take your position. You've got to take your position. You've got to, you've got to stand still what does that mean what does that look like it looks like praise it looks like trust it looks like consulting with people and say what do you think i ought to do this is the prophetic word i got what do you think i should respond like and you imagine being a king you are you've got all the splendor in the world you've got all the glory in the world you've got all the wisdom in the world you are king and everybody else is your subordinate i wonder who was the first guy or the first girl that put his hands up and said king Um, I think I know what take your position looks like. And king said, oh, you've got an idea? What does take your position look like? I think we ought to praise. I wish I was in that consultation room, at that meeting. What did the king think at that moment? Because apparently according to scripture, that was not his idea. It was after a meeting. He consulted people and said, what do you think we should do? I think we should praise. And when he began to praise, the Bible says, the armies all started fighting with each other. Now, I've got seven promises for you if you do this, and I'm going to finish this in the next seven minutes. Are you ready? Seven promises if you will take your position and you will fight. Seven position, seven promises for you if you do. Sorry, two instructions and five promises. So seven things. One, if you take counsel and if you praise. Number one, this is what the Bible says. They went and they plundered the enemy. They said, they just couldn't do it in 24 hours. They spent another 24 hours. They just couldn't do it in 48 hours. They spent another 24 hours. The Bible says it took them three days to collect the equipment and the clothing and the spoils of war. The blessings were just too much. In Jesus' name, may you be exhausted harvesting the blessings of God that's coming your way by taking your position. May there come a day in your life where you're saying, God, I just I just don't have enough time to count your blessings. There's just too much. I still wake up in the morning, at 7 o'clock, I'm blessed. I turn up at 8 o'clock, I'm even more blessed. I look at my bank account at 9 o'clock, I just think I'm blessed. I turn up for work and go, gosh, I'm blessed. I look at my children and think, man, I'm blessed. I look at my marriage and I think, man, I'm blessed. I look at the call of God on my life. I'm blessed. After 24 hours, I just can't stop. And I turn to 48 hours. I just can't stop. I turn to 72 hours. It took them three days just to collect it all. It took them three days. That wasn't me. It took them three days just to collect it all. Took them three days. Can you imagine? how much energy that required and you're not just collecting money you're collecting equipment you're collecting clothing and other valuables more than they could carry that means they hit fatigue at some point and said man i can't do this anymore i just can't do this anymore I've been collecting the blessings of God for so long. There is a blessing that is coming your way that will drive you to fatigue. Because you are so overwhelmed by all of the goodness in your life. And who is it for? It's for people that will take their position. It's for people that will trust God and say, it doesn't matter my circumstances, but I'm going to praise. I'm going to trust. I'm going to put God first. And I'm going to respond in the only way I know how to respond. And that is to trust Him at His word. I'm going to take Him at His word. If you know that in the rest of this year, you're going to at some point reach fatigue because you just don't have enough time to thank God for blessings. Why don't you give Him a shout of praise right now? Take your position right now. There is more blessing that is coming your way than you will have room enough to contain. You will be fatigued by counting all of the blessings in your life. There is something of a divine blessing for you to carry things that you have never carried before. You never carried before. You just couldn't carry it. You just couldn't carry it. Just couldn't carry Paul, I'm going I'm to ask you to help me. Just take that phone off the chair. And bring that chair up for me. See, sometimes when you receive the word of God, it's good to see a picture. It's good to see a picture. Can you carry that? Carry it? You sure? Okay, put it down. Go grab another chair and stack it on top of it. Come on, David, help him. Help him get to fatigue. Put another chair on on top of it. Go on. Go on. You need, you need those chairs with arms, I think. Oh, that, that'll that work too. Do that one. Can he carry that? See if you can lift that. Come on. Oh, he's, he's not reached fatigue yet. He's not reached fatigue yet. See, see. See, this year, that's what God's going to do to some of you. He said, oh, now he can handle a bit more blessing. And then, come on, come on, David. Let's stack it up. Let's, let's drive him to fatigue until we know that he can't lift it anymore. See if you can lift that. Can you carry that? See, he's not reached fatigue yet, has he? Come on, David. You've got to do better than that, man. Let's, let's drive him to fatigue. You think this is funny, but this is going to happen to your life this year. Blessings are going to come chasing you blessings are going to come overflow can you carry that oh he's getting there see his, his, back, his back is bent oh no 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 see I, I think this is going to do it David I think this is going to do it this is going to do it see if you can carry that you're going to carry that come on you can lift that can you come on Paul oh, oh, oh he's still going need one more chair I think he, he's not fatigued yet I didn't know you had this much strength is it the gluten free diet you're on oh man I should try that oh let's see if you can lift that come on I, 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 I think he's reached fatigue don't you think for every person in this room, I prophesy, may you carry your blessing at 9 o'clock, 10 o'clock, 11 o'clock, 12 o'clock, 13, 14, 2 p.m., 7 p.m. On a Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, may you carry it until you cannot carry it anymore. It's available to everybody that will open your mouth and praise God. There is a song on your lip. There is a shout on your tongue. Release it now. Trust Him today. Give thanks to the Lord, our God and King. His love endures forever. 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 Love endures forever. They carry, They tried three days. More than they could carry. Number two, the valley of war got renamed as the valley of blessing. The valley of war, the place they fought the battle, got renamed as the place of blessing. There are certain moments in your life that you don't even want to think about. You know why? It's the place of war. It's the place of battle. It's the place of scars and it's the place of wounding. And you would rather forget those moments in your life then look at them. In the name of Jesus, every valley of war in your life is about to become a valley of blessing. Every location of your scars. Every location of your pain. Every location of your struggle. Every location of your addiction. Every location of bondage. Every location of a mistake. Every location of guilt. God is about to turn it around until you will look at it and say, Hey, my valley has a new name. It is the place of blessing. It is not the place of warfare. It is the place of blessing. It is the place of blessing. Your marriage is blessed. Your mental health is blessed. Your emotional blessed health is blessed. Your relational connections are blessed. Your struggle is blessed. Your pain is blessed. Your scars are blessed. Your wounds are blessed. You 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 are blessed. Number three. The Bible says in verse 26. It is still called the valley of blessing. That means this is not an... An event in your life that has come to pass. The blessing of God has come to stay. The blessing of God has not come to pass. The blessing of God has come to stay. This is not just emotional hype, my friends. If this is emotional hype, it will pass. But if you know this is not emotional hype, if you know this is the truth of the word of God, because something in your heart has been saying of late, God is about to turn my valley of war into a valley of blessing, my valley of confusion into a valley of blessing, my valley of pain into a valley of blessing. If you know this is true, then I've got good news for you. This has not just come to pass, it has come to stay. There is something of permanency that God will achieve when you begin to take your position and respond in praise. the Bible says there was joy. Of course there was joy. That's your next promise. Now joy is important because joy is more than an emotion. The Bible says that the joy of the Lord is our strength. Therefore a Christian that doesn't have joy is a weak Christian. The devil wants to get you in sin. He just has to take your joy away. The devil wants to get you to complain and murmur and put blame on others and, and choose to live a life that's You know, you just don't have the joy of the Lord. But when you begin to praise, when you begin to stand still, take your position, something of joy will happen in your life. I was praying this morning and I really feel this morning certain habitual sins that have plagued you month after month, year after year. It could be the sin of pride so you don't obey. It could be the sin of pride because, and you don't trust. It could be any sin that is within or without. You've been asking God for help, but God wants to send you joy. How do you access it? You access it when you take your position, you stand still, and you respond. God loves you so much, That he finds you and loves you just as you are. But listen to my next statement. He loves you so much that he refuses to leave you just as you are. He wants you to walk in victory. Overcoming everything that is currently overcoming you. If you have confidence in your heart that God wants to give you joy. For you to reign over the things that are reigning over you. Give him a shout of praise right now. Everything that is reigning over you. You will reign over it in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Addictions, sinful patterns, sinful behavior, unbelief. People who will not trust. Today in the name of Jesus. We break off those chains now. Now, now, now. Let there be freedom in the house of God this morning. go to the house of the Lord, the Bible says they go with singing and dancing and trumpets and music they go into the house of the Lord So that's your next promise when this happens you it draws you closer into the presence of God but I've touched on that before and I encourage you to try that if you can't feel him, praise him until you do because he hasn't gone anywhere but here's my favorite blessing out of it all Look at verse 29 and 30. And this is what happens when you take your position. Because this is my, this is my word for the weak. And all the surrounding kingdoms heard that the Lord himself had fought against the enemies of Israel. The fear of God came over them. So Jehoshaphat's kingdom was at peace. For his God had given him rest on every side. God had given him rest on every side. You see, sometimes when I have go through demonic conspiracies, and sometimes I can feel sorry for myself and say, Why me? Why me? Now I say, Why not me? Because the other side of your battle is rest on every side, is a permanent victory until every enemy surrounding you is silenced. All of Jehoshaphat's reign, he didn't have to fight another enemy again. Could it be possible that this morning... Is a morning where some of the battles you have fought Today is the last day you will fight them ever in your life Could it be possible it will never repeat again in your life Could it be possible that there is a permanency to the rest That God wants to bring in your life For a moment of concentration and privacy Will you close your eyes I am going to declare a blessing that God will bless you And cause you to have peace on every side Peace on every side peace on every side that the fear of the lord will touch your atmosphere every king within the atmosphere of jehoshaphat was afraid of the god of israel may your atmosphere speak for you may your atmosphere display something of the glory of god may demons be afraid of your praise may demons know that you are not just a spectator but you take your position. Today is a good day to start trusting Him. Take your position. If you've not given your life to Jesus, do it today. If you've never been baptized, baptism is the first step for a follower of Jesus Christ in a walk with God. If you don't know what that is, come to us. We'd love to, get to help you take your next steps. Or you can head over to our website and you can do it there too. If you are a person, Who does not tithe Does not tithe You tip God sometimes And you you treat Him like a waiter Or a waitress at a restaurant Here's 5 quid, here's 10 quid No, I want to challenge you this morning Take your position Trust God And see what He can do with your life Some of you before you go today You need to bring an offering to God You need to bring an offering to God Mark didn't say this earlier on But he was sharing the testimony with me this week. And he said, I said, man, I'm so happy for you. What's the first thing that you're going to do? Mark said, you know, when we come on a Sunday, we're going to come with an offering. I said, yeah, you do that because that's how we take our positions. That's how we take our positions. And some of you need to learn how to praise him for his holy splendor. There's so much battle around you that you've forgotten how to worship. And it's become about your depression and your pain and your anxiety and your sleeplessness and how low your unconfidence and your low self-esteem and and all of those are real and I'm not trying to minimize your pain. I'm not even trying to un- to claim to understand what you're going through. But I'm going to declare truth. God is holy and He is worthy of your praise. God is holy and He is worthy of your worship. Jehoshaphat and the people worshipped and praised God in His holy splendor worshiped and praise God in his holy splendor today we're gonna do that we're gonna worship and praise God in his holy splendor for a blessing will you stand and rise to your feet if you're able to stand and lift your hands as I pronounce a blessing in the name of Jesus in the name of Jesus in the name of Jesus Every paralysis due to demonic conspiracies through your bloodline. It ends today in Jesus' name. We call it done. Every fear and anxiety, increased pressure. That just seems to increase and increase and increase. And you don't know why it is. Just the anxiety levels keep going up. You're trusting God. You're believing God. But the anxiety levels go up and up and up. Today, the plans of the enemy are exposed. It ends today in the name of Jesus. Every cluelessness. People here saying, My mind has been so fuzzy lately. I just don't know what to do. My voice has been silenced. My mind has been silenced. God is giving you your voice back. God is giving you your thoughts back. It ends today in the name of Jesus. And for every person that is willing to trust, this is not for everybody. For every person that is willing to trust, for every person that is willing to put God first. For every person that says, I'm going to choose his word over my feelings. I pronounce the following blessings. In the name of Jesus, may you be driven to fatigue counting the praises of God because you're counting the blessings of God in your life. May you count them one by one and may it surprise you what the Lord has done. You will count over a hundred blessings this week. You will count over two hundred blessings this week. You will count over a thousand blessings this year. You will be driven to fatigue in February and fatigue in March and fatigue in April. When you sit and thank God for all the goodness in your life two hours later you have haven't even reached halfway through the list. Five hours later, you haven't even reached ten percent of all the blessings in your life. May you count and 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 count. Count on a Monday. Count on a Tuesday. May you count on a Wednesday. May you count on a Thursday. May you count on a Friday. May you count on a Saturday. May you count on a Sunday. May you count in the morning. May you count in the afternoon may you count at night there is a blessing that is not coming your way that is now coming your way you will not have room enough to contain it It will carry it on day one you will carry it on day two you will carry it on day three and you will be tired because the goodness of god is about to overtake your life in the name of jesus In Jesus name, you will be confident because the enemy's steps are already known to God. And you will not live in fear thinking, I wonder what's coming next. It doesn't matter what's coming next. It doesn't matter what's coming next. I said it doesn't matter what's coming next. It doesn't matter what's coming next. Is there going to be another pandemic? I don't know. Here's the thing. I don't need to know. God knows. He is aware. He is aware. And may you have the confidence that you will not fear bad news. In Jesus' name, may you have joy unspeakable. In Jesus' name, may Beacon Church be a church of worship. Where we will worship God in His holy splendor when we're broke we'll worship you jesus when we're sick we will worship you jesus when we're sleep deprived we'll worship you jesus when we don't feel like it we'll worship you jesus because you are holy and you are worthy of our praise and our worship may you be drawn closer into his temple into his presence may even this week be a week where you feel the intimacy of the Holy Spirit closer than you have ever felt before as Jehoshaphat and his own team and army danced all the way to the temple of God that which caused you to cry you will dance now in Jesus name that which caused you to cry you will dance now in Jesus name the blessing of God is going to do it every valley of war is going to get a new name every valley of shame is getting a new name. Every valley of pain is getting a new name. You will look at those valleys and it will be called the valley of blessing and it will be the valley of blessing not just today. It will be the valley of blessing forever. There is a permanent blessing. A permanent blessing. A permanent blessing. I see mantles falling in this room. I see mantles falling in this room. I see mantles of anointing falling in this room. I see the glory of God descending on this room. For every person... That doesn't matter well, who is standing to your left and to your right release a crazy praise right now release a praise in a way you have never praised him before release a praise like you have never praised him before release a shout like you have never shouted before do something you have never done before. There are mantles falling. The glory is descending. Fire! 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 throughout the reign of Jehoshaphat, he had rest on every side the fear of the lord fell on every enemy your atmosphere will reflect who you serve your atmosphere will reflect who you worship when you turn up at work this week may they notice there's something different about you when you walk home and you walk into that place of trouble may your atmosphere respond ...to the God that is in you. For a quick moment, if you're a parent, a grandparent, your uncle, auntie... ...just open your mouth and start praying for your children. If you want to have children someday in your life, start praying for your children. Throughout their reign, there will be peace. There will be peace. There will be peace. There will be peace. peace. There will be peace. Father, we are not satisfied with a temporary blessing... We say, this is the new normal. 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 Throughout our reign, there will be peace on every side. 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 side. We commit our sons. And we commit our daughters. And we commit our grandchildren. We commit our nephews. And we commit our nieces to your care. We commit the next generation. We commit the children yet to be born we commit those who are pregnant in the room today we commit the babies yet to be born here at beacon church they will serve the lord they will worship the lord the great will be their peace they will not be overwhelmed ostracized demonized they will walk in freedom and victory because today we decide to take our position we will stand still and we will see the salvation of the lord now come on clap your hands and give God glory in the house of God this morning. Lord, we thank you, 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 we thank you. Hallelujah. 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 Father, we thank you that throughout our reign, there will be peace on every side. In Jesus' name, Amen. Amen, amen, amen. Thank you so much for being at Beacon Church this morning. Appreciate you taking time. Bring somebody else to Beacon Church next week. Remember to collect your children on the way back. Today is Welcome Home. Many of you have booked in for lunch. So please, would you come up to the front? That'd be awesome. Or if you've already got instructions, that's great. Can't wait.